tuning in to the Zoho CRM podcast. Today we are in conversation with Debbie Akwara, a global CX thought leader based out of Africa. Debbie, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Great. So Debbie, could you give us a little background about yourself, your education and professional journey? Um, right. So background about myself, I guess that's possibly not so short. I'll do the best I can to wrap it up really quickly. So I am the fifth child um, in a family of nine children and um, pretty much started to be, I mean, most people don't know this about me, but my first degree is in theatre art, right? And prior to, exactly, so prior to that, my father had this amazing idea of me being a lawyer and in between trying to pass my um, exams and attain the right for in math, which I suck at, to gain admission study law. I was going for about two years longer than I should have been before going to university. So within that time, um, I took up about three jobs. So I had, well, so I was teaching and I love to teach. So I found my passion uh, for teaching. So I was teaching in the nursery school in the morning at about 12, 1 p.m. I had like an after school. Um, and then at about, so then I had like a home lesson in the evenings. So I did all of these things without enough time to study. And obviously I failed again. <laughs> so the third, the third time for me was, you know, I took up another job. This time it was a job in a boutique where I was what we would now call the customer relationship manager. So it was sales for, for, um, for service at the store and just finding new ways to do marketing as well, to attract people into the store. Right, so I did that eventually, um, and then I still failed math. And then my father said, "Well, if I decide like, okay, I can't stay home anymore, I will probably offer another course of theatre art to support my family." And you know, so that's how that started. Go to theatre art, left school, and then I started uh, working in a media company first in advertising. Then I started to script for commercials and TV shows, and then went on to hosting my own show at the time. And after a while, I now come from, I ended up in banking, right, where I was working in customer service. So that's really where my journey with the customer facing role started. So I worked in one bank in customer service, went on to head the team, moved on to another bank um, where I was in total quality management. And from there on, at some point, my team was dissolved. And I moved to training, from training, moved into customer experience. At some point, customer experience was merged with HR. So I was also responsible for business partnership as well. And then back to CX, right? And then my own business. That's a fantastic journey of self-discovery. So moreover, <laughs> your Instagram you. profile is just as stunning and informative. Apart from several textbook uh, definitions about CX, how would you personally define uh, customer experience? Customer experience for me, in very simple terms, how the customer feels at the end of the day, right? Without having to put layers on top of it. It's how the customer feels at the end of the day. And it's how the customer feels after a customer has achieved a specific objective. So if I set out to call a business today, how do I feel after the call? If I set out to visit a business location today as a customer, how do I feel after that visit? If I set out to send an email, how do I feel? And if I set out to actually use a product or service, how do I feel after using it? So it's all about the emotions because the emotions 
trigger actions, right? It leads to either satisfaction or dissatisfaction, or you not being sure how you feel. So, and that is what triggers the action about retention or loyalty and churn. So it all comes down to feelings, emotions, how the customer feels at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely, precisely, Debbie. And from most of the topics related to CX, uh, the most commonly discussed one are uh, voice of customer channels and strategies. What are other areas of CX that businesses struggle with or may even lack awareness about? For me, I think we, we have not fully harnessed the potential in customer feedback. And that's, that's, that's largely a huge, exactly. So understand the potential in not just collecting the feedback, also about using that feedback. Because mm -hmm. the truth is, if I sign up for a product today, as for a specific level, so I sign up for a product at a premium level, and then tomorrow I downgrade my subscription to a basic level or a free plan, right? I've done this a few times, especially during the pandemic, and mm -hmm. there was no communication from any of the affected brands, in my view, to understand that pattern, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. it's, it's a missing gap because, in the, especially in the period of the pandemic, if those services or those products, those subscription-based uh, products that I have used and downgraded to the pandemic, if those businesses had done a deep dive to understand my why, right, yeah. it would probably have made them come up with another value proposition to suit other customers like me. And it's not just me now. Yes, get my information on one hand, but also how many other customers are behaving like Debbie mm -hmm. and why? And then you yeah. connect the dots. So what's the best that we can do so that we don't lose out completely? Because obviously with the pandemic, it was about prioritization and preferences. So a lot of the things that I would want to buy, you know, I, I, I wasn't really buying them anymore, right? So how are businesses getting that feedback? It's very important. Very, yes. very, very. Well, the truth is customers sometimes, um, we don't realize that we need certain things. Mm -hmm. And that's where the brands come in, where you're yeah. observing the customer behavior in the case where you can get feedback rates, in the case where you can't, observe behavior, observe what I'm doing and come up with a proposition. And when yeah. that proposition is put before me as a customer, I feel like, oh, that makes sense. That suits mm -hmm. me. But the best option for me at the time was just to cancel that plan or downgrade. I mean, think about right. businesses like, you know, like Airbnb when it started. You were like, oh, I personally said, I don't want to stay in anybody's house. Like, really? Why would I want to do that? <laughs> exactly. But at the end of the day, when I had my first experience using Airbnb on the trip to Rwanda while I was in business school, I realized for the first trip, I stayed in a hotel and I thought, okay, let's try Airbnb the second time. And it was really cool. It was so convenient. And every time I had classes, I would just send the, the business owner a message and come in, lock the room down for me. And then I could do my own thing. So it was it was really, really nice. But I didn't know that I had that, that I that, that would be applicable to me. Yes. Right? So and if you ask Airbnb today, I'm sure they didn't go asking customers or get insights around, I want to stay in someone's house. They just plugged the pattern, plugged the problem, and found the solution where the house owner and the person who's who's, who's going to be hosted, you know, there's a mutual benefit to, to both parties. 
Absolutely, Debbie. You made such valid points there. But I've also noticed that many companies have the enthusiasm to ask questions, but hit a wall when it comes to asking the right questions. Be it individuals and businesses, I guess it's a common challenge to ask the right questions. So, mm -hmm. where do we actually start? You know what's interesting is that's actually what I covered in my book, Customer Calls Check. Right. Okay. Okay. The challenge that I see is that we ask the question to the answer that we want to get. Mm -hmm. We don't ask the questions to understand how the customer feels. Now, how the customer feels overall is great, but how the customer feels along his or her journey is also very, very important. So, where businesses get it wrong really is not asking questions in line with the customer's journey. And what I always recommend is when you want to conduct your survey or to get feedback, right? Think about your questions in line with the customer's journey. How did you hear about the product? And um, the person who gave you, you, who you reached out to, was the person helpful, provide useful information, and then you move on to you know, how was payment? Was it easy to make payment? What payment channel did you use? Did you have access to the product after payment? Um, did you have, was it easy to use the product to get information to navigate uh, the platform, whatever the product or service was? And then you move on to did you need help? What channel yeah. did you use to reach out for help? You know, how quickly were you responded to? How quickly was the challenge solved? Right? Mm -hmm. And then before you're moving on to things like satisfaction, and then you're checking likelihood to recommend, or I'm doing before likelihood to recommend, you want to know first of all, are you going to buy again? Because, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if someone tells them, right? So it's, it's about thinking of the questions in line with your customer's journey, right? So if I ask you as a customer, Cassandra, and I ask you, are you satisfied with your overall experience with Zoho? I'm thinking in my mind, and I'm like, yeah, nothing comes to mind. Yeah. But if I, you conduct I, I, I research, to be descriptive. Exactly. But yeah. if you give, but if you take me on a journey of my experience with you, as I take a step further through each cycle stage, it brings back the memory. It helps me yes. to recall specifics. So at the end of the day, you may not really need to ask that question. Are you satisfied? You can tell. Yeah. It is about which the is why the experience. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, which is why these days it's more about you having a one-on-one -on -one with the customer and just talk. No scripts, no questions, just put customers in the room and just talk. Or, which I always recommend, if you are if you have that data, study your customer's data and how they use your product. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But what do you also think of customers who leave like you know great or high brand ratings and suddenly they cancel their subscriptions? takes uh, the company aback, you know? Yeah, so it, 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 it could be anything. Mm -hmm. That's why it comes back to the issue around um, getting feedback and knowing the why. Okay. It, could yeah. be, it could be anything. It could be anything, to be honest. Um, right. And, you know, it, 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 it's all about, and it's all about how you communicate the product. Sometimes it may be a great product. I would have signed up for it, but... Mm -hmm. I was not aware of the feature benefits. Yeah. Right? So I may have just restricted myself to only one or two features and feel mm -hmm. like it's not enough, and then I mm -hmm. cancel. Meanwhile, there are other things that are applicable to me, which speaks to how robust uh, the onboarding yeah. experience has to be. 
right? And it, I mean, in, in, and the experience I've shared with you earlier, just think about COVID-19, right? All the, yeah. as, as a business owner, I had contracts, I had jobs that were pending, ready to start, COVID-19 yeah. happened. And I had to cancel. So obviously, I had to cancel subscription. I had to cancel. You know, I changed mm -hmm. service providers. Like my internet yeah. service provider, I switched from one to another. Even though yeah. the other was expensive, but it kept me online consistently. Right. Okay. So Correct. it's um, it it there are different reasons why customers leave. To be honest, that's why you know you 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 have to ask or you mm -hmm. have to study the customer. Very very right. important in in my view. Yeah. Right, right. And I also came across your telecom case study. Uh, you know, you did some brilliant work on uh, like with the company and growing their base. So could you talk more about that? Oh, yeah, sure. So it was uh, the business had a problem. They were trying to reduce cost to serve. And at okay. the time, they, they came up with a self-service solution. Mm -hmm. Now, the self-service solution was designed, was launched. But from a 21 million subscriber network, only about 300,000 were using okay. it. So mm -hmm. the cost incurred, right? The self-service. Yeah. There, there was no, no return on that investment. So what mm -hmm. we did at the time, again, was to study the data that we had and kind of split the different customers into groups. So those who had used the product and stopped, I mean, to yeah. your question, <laughs> those, that, um, those that have never used, those that have used, still using. And yeah. when, we did all of, when we did all of the data gathering, we also checked to see that those that stopped, there may be those who have started using it, but stopped midway. And we noticed the pattern that when they go from first click to second click to third click, and there was no end of the transaction or end of the purpose of getting on that platform, they abandoned it midway. So right. another thing that we also did was, you know what, let's check other telcos in Nigeria to see if it's the same, what the experience is like. So we bought their SIM cards, the three other telcos, we bought their SIM cards, we went through the process and we realized that ours wasn't as easy. Mm. So they are, that ours wasn't as easy. Again, so you come back in, to the experience, yeah. Exactly. exactly. So while it was one to three clicks, mm -hmm. you get you know, your, your issue resolved, have to take up to five. Up to five. So they yes. abandoned that exactly. So we we worked with different teams. To cut the long story short, we worked with the with the with the different teams. We got all the departments together. We shared the data. We mapped current data competition and um, competition as well. And you know, all hands on deck. The IT team eventually went ahead to redefine you know the flow and how that works. Make it as easy as possible. So the basically just again using customer data to prioritize what are the top five transactions that people go to do on that platform and make those super easy because that's what was leading to uh, churn or lack of use in the first place. Now, doing that was one thing, but when the improvements had been done, had been done we now had to sell the experience. Yes. So marketing was involved, all the different yeah. channels went on, you know, billboards, radio, Last call notifications, we could lay our hands on, we're selling the information. And in less mm -hmm. than a year, the users grew from 300,000 to 8 million. 18 million users. Wow. Eight, 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 from 300,000 to 8 million, 8 million users. That is, yeah, yeah that is spectacular that work. <laughs> Great. Yeah, Great yeah, yeah. Teamwork. Teamwork. Yes, yes. <laughs>
another aspect i wanted to touch upon was that businesses often spend so much time learning software than using it as a tool to drive business having designed uh, dashboards for customers i'm sure you've worked with a lot of different software in the market for cx so if a mm -hmm. customer is driving software to be adopted in their organization what are aspects they should consider first thing you need to do in my in my view is mm -hmm. do it manually manually wow do it manually in fact coincidentally yesterday um, so we just launched a tech business as well um, to my okay. company and yesterday we had a focus group with our target customer types and just okay. talking to them and just listening to them talk about their challenges and also okay. looking for the solution, asking them what they use tools like Excel, they use notepads on their phone. Like if you don't do the manual work, you will not have any appreciation for the technology support that you will get. Yeah, so I always advise businesses, exactly, before you start to think of technology, you need mm -hmm. to first of all do the manual work. It won't be easy. But it will yeah. help you understand the different dimensions of the problem that you need to solve with technology. Now, technology yeah. is not the solution, to be mm -hmm. clear. Mm -hmm. It's just an yeah. enabler. It's just to help you work smart. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. So you need to put in the work. If you, I mean, people make it every time you hear that, oh, this solution is amazing. And then you go and buy it, but that's what Apple uses, or that's what Apple uses, or that's what a bank um, like an MTN or let me call my African brands now. So like you have APSA, man, you have APSA, you have Zenith, you have MTN. They're using it does not mean it's good for you. Yeah. You need to, you need to do the manual work and then build your requirements, not alone, but all the different functions that would use that um, solution. Build the requirements together, then go to market. Right. Okay. And I'll give a very another example. Very practical example was with your platform, Soho. Um, I, I have multiple things that I use in marketing. So I have a platform I use for email marketing. I had I had to buy another phone mm -hmm. that I use for my business account, and I had to download Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. So every time I want to post online, I have mm -hmm. to manually do all of those things, right? I have a spreadsheet yeah. where I capture my prospects. You know, right. I have project Excel sheets where I'm running the project, I'm managing the project on Excel with my mm -hmm. team. And I have discovered, so I, I found out about Zobo Social first mm -hmm. and I tried it out. I realized I didn't even need that phone, right? Mm -hmm. I could create one message and distribute to multiple channels yes. and I could also schedule. So it made yeah. sense to me because you I appreciate the, the, the integration and the, the centralization. And then, yes. yeah. Exactly. And then the email came. So the email for me was different because I could see the reports. I know those who have not opened my email, I could be sent to those specific people without sending to the entire base, you know. And then, and then, you know, I now eventually found out about your CRM plus. I saw it online, you know. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was a case of I could raise my invoices, I could yeah. manage my projects, and I could share project plans with clients all in one platform, and I could also send emails. So if I had not done the work, I would yeah. not have an appreciation. And again, it's about costs. Mm -hmm. So the cost for me, I calculated my time that I spent doing all these things on different platforms. And yeah. that, you know, just suppose that with what those CRM costs for the size of my business. So it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. just for, that, for me, that's an example of how to do the work first before you explore technology. And then you can tell, does this amount of money make sense? Or is it better for like you can have 
you're better you're better at decision making when it comes to choosing the right technology to drive customer experience in, in my opinion we're so glad to hear that debbie and as Thanks. for having cx what's the ultimate goal a business should aspire towards once they get a hang of things Oh, wow. Do you really ever get a hang of things, to be honest? Because <laughs> yeah, customers I think, think it's always evolution. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about the evolution because I am going to get older. Mm -hmm. my, my preferences will change. My requirements will change. COVID-19 happened. Who would have thought we'll all be online? So I think once you get a hang of profiling your customers, you have all of that in the back. Just keep studying your customer and find new ways to evolve, to innovate. It never ends, in my opinion. <laughs> it never ends. Absolutely, absolutely, Debbie. Yeah. It has been yeah. such a wonderful and insightful episode with you so far, and we're so grateful that you've taken the time to speak with us. But before we Thank let you, you go, so much. Yeah. we'll play a little game. It's called Two Truths and a Lie. Um, so this will be based on facts and fiction from the digital marketing field. So I'll say all three statements and you can tell me which one you think is a lie out of the three statements followed by your opinion. So the okay. first statement, yeah. Uh, so the first statement is related to the fact that SaaS companies that invest in CX can expect to increase revenue by $1 billion annually within three years. So that's 1 billion yeah. of returns. Yeah. So CX is uh, is that valuable at the moment? What do you think, according to the statement? Does it seem true or false? Well, um, so I would say yes, because obviously mm -hmm. it has the potential to increase revenue, but I'm not sure about the figures and the projected okay. time frame. But yeah. definitely, businesses that invest in customer experience should expect increase in revenue. So that would be amazing. True. Amazing. Have you have you also noticed that uh, customers uh, or like even small time customers versus bigger companies are taking up CX a, a lot more seriously right now? Oh yes. Oh yes, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. So so budgets are definitely being put aside. <laughs> so I don't think the yes. figures maybe off the mark. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So the second statement uh, is that it takes six positive experiences to make up for one unresolved negative experience. So that's six this positive experiences. There. It, it, does, it doesn't sound true to me. Okay. Uh, again, it's, re it's relative to sectors and customer behavior, right? So it Got doesn't it. sound okay. true. Six, yeah. yeah, it does, does, doesn't yeah, really I think sound you can't true. depend on the numbers, but this is definitely, yeah. uh, you know, the false statement, actually. So you're right. And uh, so, so, the, so, the second, <laughs> so the second statement, uh, it, it says that it takes six positive experiences to make up, but it actually takes 12 positive experiences. So that's quite a bit of a load on ah. a salesperson. Yeah, I know. quite right. a bit of a load. So, And the last statement is that 67% of customers prefer self-service over speaking to a customer care representative. What do you think of this? I think it's likely true. Um, mm -hmm. I mean... Okay. Especially again, I'm going to refer to what's most recent for us, which is the pandemic, right? Where you okay. can't reach an agent, but you can sort stuff out yourself. I would say that I didn't like it true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. And uh, the, the main thing here Yay. is that, yes, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely wins this. <laughs> and uh,
the thing is that uh, it's it's funny right how uh, i i don't know like according to me it's a person preference that i would want to pick up my phone and just call someone and get it done but actually speaking um, yeah. you know 90% of pop, the population prefers to access a knowledge base at the moment so that mm-hmm. they could uh, you mm-hmm. know just read up what the issue is and solve it for themselves and that is st- like statistically proven to be faster than waiting on a, a record yeah. so i guess oh, it's yeah. also gen- generational <laughs> I sh- I I should uh, still feel young at heart though. <laughs> yeah, and you know take up for yeah, I mean, searching to my aunt. It's not it's not generational anymore. It's just something that you need to have. You need to be able right. to do, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Because absolutely. Time is of the essence, right? <laughs> yes, I know. I know Devi. So I'm I mean I right. I declare you the winner of this game. Yay! <laughs> So thank you so much for spending your time with us. Thank we you. hope you also had a thank great you. time thank you. talking. And yes, uh, thank I did. You thank you, Cassandra. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed our episode with Debbie Aquara, CEO of Niche CX Group. Check out our description box for further details. Follow us on Twitter at ZooCRM for the latest updates on the show. We love feedback. So make sure you write to us at the email ID mentioned in the description box. Tune in next month for an exciting episode. I'm Cassandra and you're listening to the Zoho CRM podcast.